Hello and welcome to the very first Life Central Parenting podcast. Uh, I don't know how many of these we're going to do, um, but we just wanted to open up a conversation around pandemic parenting. Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Andy and I have got some lovely guests here who are going to um, chat to us, share some of their experiences of parenting throughout this lockdown um, and throughout the COVID-19 crisis. Um, so I'm going to let them introduce themselves and we'll start with Mark and Vicky. <laughs> Thanks for introducing us. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves and what your kind of family dynamic is in your household? Yeah, so I'm Vicky and yeah, my husband Mark and we have two boys called Noah and Joseph. Noah is eight and Joseph is five. And a cat. And a cat called Bailey, yes. <laughs> Nice. Nick, do you want to go next? Yeah, so I'm Nick, married to Ash. We have three teenage uh, children, teenagers. They are 16, 17 and 19. Um, they're adopted, so they came to live with us 12 years ago in May. So, yeah, nearly 12 years. Right. Kirsty? Hi, I'm Kirsty. I'm married to David and we have three children. Isaac, who's eight, has high-functioning autism, and then Tabitha, who's five, and Emmeline, who's just turned two last week. Brilliant. And then finally, Luke. Yeah, my name's Luke, uh, married to Kate. Uh, we've got uh, three kids as well who are 10, 8, and 3. Um, and we are home educators as well. So we've, we've always home educated for the last six years, um, which... Is helpful at these times <laughs> yeah so it's, it's like normal life for you at the moment Luke a, a little bit some of our rhythms are really similar um, you know our daily activities and groups have changed but I, I would say that we've been less affected uh, by schools closing um, because you know we, we weren't there in the first place uh, and so something we've worked hard on is actually keeping our routine and keeping some of our rhythms just as a way of kind of keeping steady and keeping grounded through it um, but I you know, really recognise that that's not the case for many people and it can be you know, quite a disorientating time. Right. Um, so before we, we, we dig into the, the content, I just wanted to ask a fun question. Um, and what is one of like, the silliest or weirdest or um, funnest, if, even if that's, that's not even a word, but the most fun thing that you've done during during lockdown what's something you've done in your family that's silly or fun well um we were as i'm sure many other parents have experienced a family with a little boy who had to have his birthday party cancelled during this time so all the invites had gone out and, and whatnot and uh so we decided that um you know to ask him what what Noah wanted to do for his eighth birthday because being in the house we didn't want to just let it go by but you know we were very limited we could celebrate in the kitchen or the lounge or whatever so we decided to have his birthday party as was planned mm -hmm. so we all got dressed up in bow ties and ball gowns or <laughs> uh, me in a ball gown uh, <laughs> The boys uh, dressed up in, in in ball gowns so we put you know wine glasses on the on the uh, on the table and we had pizza on posh mirror finished paper plates um and it was just it was just really wonderful for him to see you know that it though it was very different it was it was still something lovely for him to have a memory from 
That's great. Any other fun things that you've done? Nick? We had quite a fun yep. morning. Oh. We, um, we've been out and having splashy fun today because it's raining and we're used to going on a daily walk. Just breaks up the day a bit. It was raining, so we all went out in wellies, shorts and wellies and umbrellas. So that was quite good fun. <laughs> nice. As I think has been more around hair and having haircuts, <laughs> as just, as everybody's seen on online, all the different people who are trying to get a haircut. Um, so my our middle son Dylan, um, before the lockdown, he'd he'd gone red. Um, he's normally kind of a brown colour, uh, his hair, and he he'd, he'd gone red. Uh, but he needed a cut, so I tried to to cut his hair not very well so it ended up being kind of part shaved and then he wanted kind of a, a little he wanted it shaved at the front but the rest left on so we actually did just shaved all the way down the middle so that what, was like a reverse mohican absolutely yeah so wow. we liked that for a few days and we tried to put a d and an m in the side which didn't work particularly well so now he looks like mark and he looks like andy so it's completely <laughs> <changed> off. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> what about you guys, Luke? I think, um, I mean, we've, we've spent a lot of time with our chickens in lockdown, and I've actually done some work video calls live from the chicken run uh, with the kids holding the chickens in the background, which went down really well, and our Wi-Fi just extended that far. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. That is brilliant. That's so good. Um, I'd love to just hear how your families are coping. Like Luke shared a little bit earlier just about how not loads have adjusted, but a few things have. But I know for, like, like obviously, Nick, you've got teenagers, um, uh, and uh, Mark and Vicky and Kirsty, you've got younger kids. How, how are you and your family coping with what's going on at the moment? Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, it was tough, I think, initially. I think it was a bit of a shock to the system to all suddenly be at home and not being able to see anybody. Um, the boys, um, I think at first it was quite a novelty for us all to be at home. Um, it was a bit up and down trying to find a balance between juggling, working from home and then trying to get our heads around how do we actually start homeschooling. Um, very fortunate as um, Mark is a teacher, so he has that, um, long time ago <laughs> um, so that's very helpful in our house um, but I think as the weeks have gone on it's kind of really been up and down uh, the last week I think it's really hit home Noah particularly is really missing his friends and so we've been trying to get him to um, you know make some video calls and things but yeah it's it's up and down we have highs and lows good days and bad days <laughs> and by that moments where we want to just sit and be with each other and cuddle and watch family movies and have popcorn and blankets and then the next minute just literally maim and hurt <laughs> and <laughs> people in their rooms <laughs> yeah i would say it's probably much the same for us there's um it's been up and down i mean it's different obviously because as our oldest our youngest it was um about to sit his GCSEs. um so they're all kind of out out of school um so he was he was quite happy not to see his GCSEs. Um, he's worried about the future, worried about what that means. Um, but yeah, generally, I think they're doing really well. And and for Thomas as well, uh, the youngest, he 
he loves being with his friends most of the time. He doesn't spend a lot of time at home normally. Um, so he's really been hit by that. Um, so he, yeah, he's struggling with that, I would say. Um, but yeah, generally we, we're doing okay. We're coping quite well. It was um, a bit of a quick uh, decision for us because um, we've, we actually had to self-isolate the week before all the schools closed. Um, and for those of you on the podcast that don't know, I'm a childminder, so I work from home and all of the children that I have go to the same school as my own children. And we woke up on the Tuesday and Isaac had a cough. So this is just as the government was saying, if you've got a cough, the whole household has to isolate for 14 days. So we very quickly had to like make decisions about closing the business and about the kids being at home and whether they would ever go back to school again or when they would go back to school again, because obviously it was on the cars that they may shut. And, um, and my husband also had to stop at home for those 14 days as well. Uh, so we kind of had like an extended Easter holiday <laughs> for about four weeks, um, which was great. But Isaac found uh, the lack of routine really difficult. Mm -hmm. So I tried to put in place what I thought would help, but I, I made the routine so rigid that it was actually worse. <laughs> so we found just getting the balance between how much of a routine you need mm -hmm. um, and how much we need to do sort of naturally what everybody wants to do. Um, the balance between those two things quite difficult um, and then obviously the kids were then told you you can't go back to school they're closed and that was more difficult for them because they hadn't been able to go to school to say goodbye to everyone mm. um, so we found that initial bit difficult um, uh, my husband's a deputy head so he's back at school now and in the week in in the days that he's at school uh, we find the rhythm easier because it's more normal that he's gone to work and we kind of do our thing so a bit mixed. We've had some really rough bits at the beginning, but we're getting more used to being in lockdown now. It's really good to hear. I think like anybody listening, like nobody in this podcast is, is has got it sorted, has got it nailed. None of us are coming off as like we're professionals. We just want to have an honest and open and vulnerable conversation, really, um, and offer humbly offer some tips. Uh, that, that you guys have found and um, that have worked for you and your family and even if you just listen to this and go we're doing all of that and that's really like encouraging to know that we're doing some of the right things or maybe you're listening to that and already you're thinking like I'm so pleased somebody else feels like that like that's that's kind of the aim of it I'd love to know like from you guys what what's what's one of the most beneficial things that you found from being in lockdown together as a family, as, as having to spend more time within the family home? What's been some of the benefits of this season for you? Uh, Luke, why don't you kick us off with that? I think, um, so we've, we've always valued spending time together, which is great. And we've got more of that now because we haven't got um, the activities to go to. And I'm, I'm at home as well, where normally I'm working in Birmingham. Um, actually, funnily enough, are the most beneficial thing we've seen is is the interaction with our neighbours and um, you know our our kids actually wrote a little happy news newsletter that they we put around every all thirty five houses in our street um, and I don't think they thought much of it doing it themselves but actually we've had so many letters back through the door for the kids and they've actually been super surprised and I think you know learning that you kind of reap what you sow is really important and that we don't live in, in isolation so we're in lockdown but we're not in isolation and getting that local connection has been really good and it's not just that we felt that as parents 
actually they, they, our kids have discovered that they can do something that blesses other people and they get blessed in return. Not that it works like, you know, <laughs> a, a slot machine, but just the joy of getting a letter from a neighbor saying, thank you, you've made my day addressed to them has been really really good um and i think we'll look back and see that that's been you know a really great uh, outcome of a of a tough situation that's great anybody else benefits from being in lockdown yeah i think um we find that we're rushing around a lot as a family family of five um running a business from home people coming in and out you know i have to start at seven thirty to welcome people into my home and school runs are always quite fraught and all of that. So we've just found the benefit in slowing everything down, really slowing everything down, being together. And the children have just learned completely different skills. We've done loads more cooking. Tabitha's learned to ride her bike. Um, Isaac makes his own breakfast now and gets dressed on his own. I know he's eight and he should be able to do that. That's a massive thing for him. Self-care has always been really difficult and he's making his breakfast. And then he says, um, can you send a picture to daddy? I've made my own breakfast. Hmm. So um, just slowing down and focusing on completely different skills than we normally do. It's always such a rush that I just do it for them. Um, those are the kinds of things that we've really benefited from. But also, Luke, I agree with you. We've got to know our neighbours so much better. We've been here for eight years now, but our next door neighbour has knitted things for my children and um we bought her a cauliflower because she couldn't find one when she went shopping and another lady down the road's been bringing milk around when she's had extra and um just really feel more of a community spirit and you know chatting to each other down your drive because <laughs> it's nice to see another human <laughs> um so yeah all of those things really just getting to know people more and enjoying a slower pace to life yeah i think without the risk of repeating because I think the same themes and the same benefits are coming um, first with what Luke said and just with Kirsty saying but for me personally like the benefit has been massive it's been time and um, mm. as a self-employed person I've been working all the hours under the sun so that I can get to the end of the week and spend more time with my family mm. and then when I've got to the end of the week I'm I'm exhausted or broken because I'm, you know, physically shattered or whatever. And I'm not a very, you know, happy, pleasant person to be around. But yeah, this is this has afforded the time. Um, so you've had that time that you're so desperate to get to. You've We've got in abundance. So it's like making the most of, you know, this time that has been in, you know, one sense forced upon us. But um just appreciating it before it's time to uh, go back out and carry on. Yeah, and much the same for us, I think, um, a different stage of life with our kids. So the, the time spent together is uh, has been really, really good because they, before this, you know, they're kind of reluctant to spend time with their parents um, and they have to. And, and it's been really great to spend that time together and doing things together and playing games together. Uh, one of them, Thomas said how, how much he's appreciated being with his brother and sister because he's planning on going uh, to a residential college in September, uh, moving away. So he wouldn't have been had this much time with them. Ordinarily, he would have been out with his mates. Um, but he's really 
grateful for the time that he's had and said, you know, that he'll look back on this with fondness, really. Um, so, yeah, that's been good for us. And I think also that what um, Mark was just saying, well, all of you have said really about the that we're all in this together. And I think they've seen it's it's really good for them to see that compassion and that, you know, like watching the live streaming on you know, the church on, on a Sunday and, you know, that we're all in this together. And that's, that's been a really good thing for them as well. That's great. And I think I've heard some people talk about like, not, not just wishing this season away. Like lots of us are like, I can't wait to get out of lockdown and, and for life to go back to normal and inverted commas, but like, like, it's about making the most of the season, isn't it? And making the most of the situation that we're in. That said, there's been some really, there must have been some really tough times as well. Um, and I'd love to hear, like, I don't, I don't want to spend loads of time um, on this, but it'd be great to hear so, just some of the things that you guys have found most difficult about being in lockdown. So we're in the sixth week, or for Kirsty, it's about the seventh or eighth week, but like we've been in a long time in lockdown now. What's been some of the hardest things for you guys to deal with as parents? Um, I think for us, just very, very quickly, I think as much as having this family time is amazing, we have also get on top of each other a little bit and say, yeah, and if we're tired, <laughs> um, sorry. They can't hear what you're doing. <laughs> I can see. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the challenge is, is that like our two boys are very much boisterous, full of energy, which is brilliant. But when you're stuck in a house and today it's been a bit rainy as well, that's really hard. Um, trying to find something. I think, um, yeah, our boys can go from playing brilliantly together and getting on really well to then nearly trying to kill each other and you hear screaming and shouting from the next room and you have to run to the next room and there's nowhere to go like sometimes we're just like go in a separate room just to have some space and like so yeah that's quite hard being on top of each other yeah and even just the reality of like Kirsty there just having to nip nip out to go and collect one of her crying kids um, it's just <laughs> it's the reality of of lockdown Nick and Luke, anything that you guys have found tough? Yeah, I, I think for us, um, it's much the same, really, that what's been beneficial has also been really tough in that, you know, spending a lot of time together can be difficult, uh, as I've argued a lot as well, boys, the boys particularly, um, uh, and as them being older and a bit more you know, testosterone filled, it's a bit more aggressive. Um, and also we ha we engage with some outside um, services in terms of therapy and stuff. And that's been, that's been challenging to keep that going to, to, you know, convert that to Zoom calls and things. And that, that's been a bit challenging, but it's been good. Um, so I think some of the, some of the hard things, good things have come out of it as well so there's been we had a, a one situation where we had quite a big blowout with one of our uh, kids uh, but it, it brought a lot of other stuff out which wouldn't have happened really uh, which was good stuff um, to work through so so yeah it's 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 been tough but it's been good I think as well 
I think for us, we, we go out a lot. We, we go to clubs and, and church and all of those things. But also just as a family, we do a lot of walking, go to National Trust places. Um, so we found not going out, although we've done walks and things like that, not going out quite difficult because it's just very different. Um, but also, um, I don't, most people will probably know that we lost my mum in January. So um, my dad's been on his own. And the children haven't understood that. So he goes for his daily walk and maybe goes past the window, but they can't understand that they're not allowed to go to him. So we've, we've found that very challenging, that it's very difficult. <laughs> 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 um, to not see him because they're so used to seeing him and my sister and um, my nephew. Um, so to try and explain to three children, you can't see people that you normally see, you can't go where you normally go. It's been very challenging. Yeah, I think, go on Luke, were you going to add something there? Uh, only that, um, yeah, you know, that, that the changing in work dynamic is, is difficult. So I've been working from home and actually, that's a novelty to start with, but then it become it can be a real distraction. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that where, you know, actually you're still committed to doing stuff, but you're home and you're, you know, so that, that, that misunderstanding, I suppose, as well, the kids think, oh, great, you're here. Um, when actually it's like, well, I'm not going to call or whatever, you know, similar to what you're saying, Kirsty. And it's the, the, some of that, um, you know, incomprehension. How, how, how do you explain some of this um, and, and, and what we're having to do? Uh, to kids of different ages and uh, um, we know with different uh, outlooks on life mm. yeah I was on a zoom call yesterday with somebody and literally his two kids were climbing all over him whilst we were trying to have a, a really serious conversation and it's like his, his boy must be must be about five or six and he farted on his head in the middle of the Zoom call. <laughs> and I was just like, mate, this is just the realities of working from home. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure so many people who are like full time trying to work from home who haven't been furloughed are trying to have to balance that 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 thing between I need to do my job, but also I don't want my kids to feel like I'm brushing them aside. Um, and I want to do the homeschooling well, and um, we're doing it. We're doing a homeschooling podcast with some teachers, um, so please do look out for that if you're listening um, and you want some homeschooling tips. We've got some teachers uh, coming up on a podcast. I'd love to hear what are some of the things that that have really worked for you. What have you found? Some things that you've done that you've really benefited. Whether it's like some of the routine stuff that Luke was talking about, or what's some stuff that you found that's really benefited you and your family. Um, Mark and Vicky, why don't you kick us off with that one? I think this is with my teacher head on. Routine is really good. It's good for us as adults, but it's really good for the boys. There's a huge difference uh, in their behaviour. If, if there's a set... You no, know, it's not like it's set in stone and you must. There's got to be we're flexible and, and if, say, you know, he's, he's not... No, he's not in the mood to write a sentence. We're not going to, like, sit in there for... 20 minutes till he does it um but knowing that right this block is you know we're going to do the PE warm-up now now we're going to do the English time now we're going to do the maths time and then we're going to have a break time but knowing that really you know gives them something to work with which helps keep us sane so yeah routine routine is good um I think for us we we like like I said earlier we like to go on our daily walk for our exercise um 
giving that daily walk a real focus or purpose has meant that we've enjoyed it for longer. So um, we've tried to do um, flower hunts or mini beast hunts or can you find how many yellow cars can you find and we've managed to get some home learning in there at the same time which is really good because they don't really realize they're doing any learning we are doing a bit of learning but also the walkers had a purpose which means three steps down the road they're not saying all oh, my feet hurt because they they've got a focus to that so we found that it's really worked well if when we're going on our exercise or our walks we give it a, a, a purpose or a, a reason to go and, and do that. It's not, um, it's not, I, I agree with all of those. I think, um, you know, we, we've really benefited from the launch of Disney plus and other, other streaming services are available, <laughs> but um, we're big <laughs> Disney files and that has really helped. Uh, and also just, we, uh, we got some chickens a couple of weeks before lockdown and just seeing them grow and spending time with them has been a huge distraction in a really good way. Um, not everybody is able to have chickens. I understand that, but for us, it's like <laughs> chickens and Disney are getting us through lockdown. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. And Nick, I can imagine your boys have done some flower hunts and have really enjoyed Absolutely. those. Absolutely, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's very different in our house. Um, I think the, the, the balance between um, independence and doing stuff together, so... I've found that they've been up for, you know, taking the dog for a walk, going up to the shop to get some milk. Uh, you know, those kind of things has helped them feel like they've got some freedom to go and do something on their own. But then we've also done a lot together. So we've done a lot around food. Um, so, you know, cook, we're not a very, we all love food, but we don't cook very much. Usually we're not great at that kind of thing. So, uh, we've done a lot more of that, done a lot of baking, you know, had the fire pit going outside. We've had the barbecue on and we've made those times when we're all going to sit and do that together. Um, so coming off screens, you know, those kind of things and, and just trying to create time together. So for us, it's been more of a balance between uh, allowing them to have some independence to go off and do their own thing. And then also having times when we come together and do stuff together whether that's all of us or dylan and i often do jigsaws together that kind of is our thing um and me and thomas tend to watch musicals because oh he'll kill me for saying that but he, he watches the <laughs> andrew <laughs> <Lover> stuff <laughs> um you know so yeah a, a balance really between the two and it's it's fine i imagine it's fine in those things that you can do that bring energy to each child and each child will be different yeah. And so, do you know what I mean? Whether with one you watch a musical and with the other you wrestle or like what, whatever it is, it's, it's fine. And what brings joy to that specific child? I think that's, that's yeah. really good. And I think like for me, thinking particularly for uh, parents of teenagers, one of the things that I've really found that's benefited me has been um, charging my devices outside of my bedroom. Um, it's, a, it's a good mental health practice anyway, yeah. Um, but I knew going into this, if I'm going to be working from home, I'm going to be on my device an awful lot. And I need to have times where I'm away from it. And so so for me, charging my device outside of the room. So, you know, when I, when I go to bed, half 10, 11 o'clock, it goes on charge downstairs. And I don't see it again till half eight, quarter nine, just before I'm due to start work. And that mm -hmm. really helps me. That That helps me start the day and finish the day in the right way, rather than just scrolling through social media. And I'd encourage 
parents or teenagers to, to activate or try and activate that in your household if you can. Um, if you can prize a mobile phone away from your, your kids' hands, um, I'd encourage that that healthy practice um, in that sense. Mark, were you wanting to add something there? No, no. No. Oh, just leaning in because you were, you were yeah. <laughs> engaged. Um, the, my, just as, the dining chairs are very uncomfortable, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, just as we wrap up, what's, what's some ways that, that we can lead our kids spiritually in this season? I think like what, I, what I'm aware of is lots of parents will feel a little bit overwhelmed and a little bit exhausted in this season because, you know, where you could... Um, parents have suddenly become everything in a kid's life that mm. they're not just the the parents and the, you know in charge of the hygiene and their clothes and their diet and all of that. It's they're the home educators uh, and they they're now the the key spiritual leader in their house. And there's there's an awful lot that the parents are expected to do. So what's some some helpful ways that you found about about helping your get your kids engage spiritually um, in this season? Um, I think what one of the things that we've done ever since um, we've been in lockdown is using the resources that Life Central kids are sending out. So doing that on a Sunday with the boys, like we look forward to to Sundays, um, you know, when the activities are sent through and the videos and things and the boys are watching that together and we're doing that together. And then we tend, well, we've tended to do that first with the boys, haven't we, at like about 10, half 10. And then... We'll put on the main church service um, and yeah, we can either watch that all together or sometimes the boys are a bit in and out um, of that. Um, and yeah, I think during this time as well, I think spiritually we're looking out a lot more, a lot more like we've said, like some of the people have said in terms of our community, trying to think about our neighbours, how can we serve our neighbours, the boys made Easter treats on Easter Sunday and delivered those to their neighbours. So encouraging them to, think of others in this time and when we when we you know we we pray together we pray at bedtime we pray for people that might be poorly um with the coronavirus praying for our family god will protect them so just really having god as part of our day-to-day -day, but um encouraging them to yeah to think about that mm. Anything else? i just think for me this is a personal thing um, I've got to the weekend and I might not have been in the mood, I suppose, for church because we as the adult get to the weekend, we're exhausted or whatever. Um, but it's making sure that the boys engage with, with the excellent materials for church so that it doesn't matter how we or how I feel about, you know, where I am, I suppose, but just making sure that, you know, I want my boys to have that spiritual input. Um, and that really helps me then to to um, spur myself on then to to go on and uh, interact with with church myself i think i've i've found uh over the last few years as i've gone into teenage years that that you can't control what they do anymore you have very little control um it's more about influence uh and you can't really influence unless you're in relationship. So in terms of the spiritual side of things, I think for me, it's been more, I've been aware of the example that I'm am to them or not to them. Um, and, you know, this time, because I have been furloughed, so I'm, I have more time to be able to, 
you know, read my Bible myself and be doing my own quiet times and, and things. And they've seen that. Um, and we've, we've done church together on a Sunday, but I'm not trying to force them to come if they don't want to. I mean, they are, but you know, if they're not engaging again, I can't influence that. I can't control that. All I can do is engage myself and, and, you know, hope that they will come along with that. So I think for me, it's very much about talking about what's going on, talk, bringing God into the conversation a lot, talking about how I'm feeling about things, um, you know, and, and also as others have said, engaging with the material that's come out and we've, you know, as particularly the lads, um, making sure that they stay connected with, with the leaders, you, Andy, and the other leaders, all of us, um, you know, I'm trying to influence that as well, you know, or you know, you haven't spoken to Andy for a while. Why don't you have a, a call? You know, if they're not engaging in the, the cruise content, then trying to just keep those relationships going. And that seems to be working at the moment. I think we found uh, using stories of uh, people in the Bible who've been through difficult times um, and, and, Depend, you know, for our older kids as well, uh, are, are the cr Christians through the ages that have had difficult times or have actually been really helpful to focus on? Um, so <laughs> just finish reading a book about a second century persecuted Christians. Sounds quite heavy, but actually it was aim aimed at kids. Um, Corrie Ten Boom, you know, the hiding place, even uh, other, you know, people that aren't Christian, but Diary of Anne Frank, you know, this is just helps with resilience, doesn't it? And perspective. Um, to add to our prayers, just like you, Vicky, you know, that we are praying out and we are making sure we are thinking of other people when we're praying uh, and not just us. But we've, we found those stories have been a really helpful way to perhaps raise difficult things, raise anxieties and just talk, talk around uh, as well as all the great content. You know, there's, there's such a fantastic amount of resources out there that we can access. Mm -hmm. But as a family, you know, we can talk around stories as well. That's something we can do. Mm -hmm. we, we plugged in quite a lot to Spring Harvest last week. Um, because we were going to go as a family and uh, with my dad and my sister and everybody. So it kind of was emailed to us that it was going to be at home and the children really enjoyed just engaging in something a bit different as well. So we have been doing all the Sunday stuff and I've actually really enjoyed knowing a bit more about what they do on a Sunday um, and, and doing the questions with them and the prayers with them. That's been really helpful about uh, helping me understand where they are on their journeys as well. Um, but then also just plugging into different material that different people have put out there with Spring Harvest at home has, has been really helpful. And, and just really talking through any anxieties or questions that they've had about stuff. Um, I, I always try my best to tell them as much truth as I think they should know at the same time as um, not making it scary. So um, that that they know that, that, that that's open at home. They can ask whatever they like about whatever they like. And I'll try my best to tell them as much truth as I think they need at the same time as helping them to realize it's not too scary or worrying. So just because of the extra time we've had and sharing meals together in a more calm manner, we've had more time to talk about those kinds of things. So I think that's really helped them spiritually. Mm. And I, I, I love all of that because I think like, a few months ago, I sat down and wrote some key, like, strategic points that we needed to focus on for the next few years in Next Gen at Life Central. And one of them was to increase our partnership with parents. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, mm -hmm. six weeks ago, we're like, hey, awesome. hey, every parent, welcome to the kids and youth team. And <laughs> it's like, 
I, I love what you said there, Kirsty, about I'm getting to see more of what they actually mm-hmm. do on a Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I think we, we want really want to leverage that. And I think like for, for me, this coming out of this, when we do go back to some sort of new normal, like I, I want parent engagement to be as high and if not go even higher um, as it has been in the last six six weeks because it's so, so key. It's not it's not that you partner with us in the spiritual development of your child. It's that we partner with you and, mm-hmm. and we want to resource you and work with you as much as we can. Um, just one last thing as we, as we round up, because we've gone a little bit longer than I anticipated, but that's absolutely fine. It's been really good what, what, uh, what we've talked about. Give us one, one thing. If you were, if you were going to encourage parents to do one thing in this season, what would that one thing go, do? And the first person to jump in will not have someone else steal their one thing. Um, <laughs> so whoever wants to go first can go first. Just chill. Just take the pressure off yourself. I think the biggest thing as well is like looking at Facebook. People are engaging with social media more than ever before. And I'm a prolific putting photographs of my children up on Facebook. Look at what we're doing to keep the family involved. But um, people can look at, oh, look at what they're doing. Oh, look at them on another lovely wall. Mm-hmm. And don't just don't forget that whatever's put on social media that that's the highlight it's not the it's not the screamy argument it's not the uh throwing things because the we has got to be switched off at bath time so that's really important just just take the pressure off yeah and don't compare like mark said not comparing yourself to other families you do things how you do how you want to do them in your way as your family don't try and be a different family or try and do things that you think other families are doing like just be you mm. yeah i i i think really let let the children find their own way in in this and just just be there for them in what they want to make from it so you know don't pressurize them into doing five hours sitting down at a desk in a pen because actually that naturally that's not what they want to do so let them help them to find their own way and their own rhythm and and nurture this time where you can teach them about um about all those things we do at home chores cooking riding bikes i think i think that really yeah i think for me with teenagers it's it's more take every every opportunity to be close to them really um and to 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 talk to you know allow the given permission to I, what I've heard from a lot of, of parents in a similar similar situation to us is that um, their kids have regressed during this time and I think allowing them to do that because they need to be close and you know they haven't got their peers around them they haven't got to try and be hard cool teenagers they're 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 scared sometimes and they're anxious and you know they need to be comforted so for me it would be just take every opportunity to to be close yeah i think um you know as much as we value time all together we can get on top of each other can't we so planning a time in your day where actually everybody is alone uh mm. is is really important because actually we all need time to process stuff and if it's planned in as well like ours happens to be after lunch we have a quiet time where people get you know, everyone goes to their room and they're reading or they're doing some activity but then that that's a protected time doesn't matter how long that might be but actually planning in breaks from each other is really really important that's so good that's such good uh, final tips there to take away 
And thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Mark and Vicky, Nick, Kirsty and Luke. Thank you so much for your contributions. And as Next Gen Pastor, if you're listening, I just really want you to know that we're here for you, that we're, we're with you, we're cheering you on. You are an absolute champion and a hero as a parent, and we love you. And, you know, if you need any extra support, if you um, just would value a conversation with another parent, we would love to connect that up with you. We want to do everything that we can um, to support you in this season. So please do get in touch. Feel free to email me, andy.hancock at lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Um, we would love to hear from you. Um, and any feedback on this, whether it's been helpful or ideas for other podcasts, please do get in touch. We would love to hear from you. But thank you for listening, and we'll see you again soon.